This is the Knowledge Bandits podcast, and I'm excited to bring you today's guest, Mr. Dung Dae. Dung is an agriculture entrepreneur based out of Plateau State, Nigeria. He is the founder of a few different companies, but today we're talking about Kim's Coffee. So please indulge. This is the Knowledge Bandits podcast, and I'm your host, Arun Galadima. Let's start the show. Coming of Kim's Coffee, a Nigerian-owned coffee production, the first in history. Basically, everything is from just and just the processing goes around the country and out of the country. Has given us an edge to bring awareness and tell people it's possible we can bring that kind of that culture from starting from home, and it goes on. So uh, we're so very happy, like, okay, because we get, we're getting to know the difference between an instant coffee and a coffee that you can actually brew, Maybe looking at the health aspect of it. And uh, we're so happy, again, that more coffee cafes are actually open. People are trying, uh, are, are patronizing the local uh, product, mm-hmm. like the local coffees, or lo- anything can be locally farmed, like, okay, we stop the importation of rice and okay. For me, I consider my local rice at home, which is, has more taste hmm. and it's beautiful. So those cultures are coming back and it's giving us some of all the entrepreneurs that were into food processing. Okay, if we're going to produce something like this, we need to consume our own local goods. Hmm. Let's appreciate why, or what we have. Yeah. So the coffee itself, we're saying like, okay, we're growing gradually. At some point in Lagos and some places, I know people import coffee beans to the country. But right now, as I'm talking to you now, the gradually people are getting to know, oh, this kind of, this, this wonderful, amazing coffee from just King's Coffee. We want some King's Coffee. People order. So I think uh, the culture is reviving. People are getting to know the health benefit of good coffee. Mm. And so on and so forth. Okay. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. I mean, that's good to hear. Um, and do you think that's just part of the natural cycle of things or is there something that's happening that's making people, um, turn around and want to consume those local products or is it just that they previously were not available and they are now? Yeah, basically, I think it still boils down to those things you just mentioned, either whether the product is not available to the product. Or maybe because of uh, what the government have decided to say, okay, let's consume our products. For me, I say on this past, uh, perspective and where uh, people are getting to be more conscious and um, the awareness of like, let's consume our local products. That is the best way we can build up our economy. That's the best way we can build up startups. That's the best way we can grow our GDP or whatever. So um, for that, the policies that the government have put in place in order for startups to survive. I think uh, I could remember during the Jonathan's time, I think uh, when I was my, my first company into that's the Pony, I think uh, there was a grant that we were giving. And it really encouraged real startups who had passion. Okay, we want made in Nigerian stuff. So some of those policies that the government have kept up put in place have helped us most that still young entrepreneurs, okay, well, we just have to make this thing grow. Not for the fact that I want to do for Nigeria, but for the fact that there was a passion, there's a calling on it, and uh, we just want to say, okay, we can do this. Okay. Now, another end again, uh, whether there's availability or there's no availability, but what we knew that, that okay, in coffee, coffee can grow here. Mm. So if coffee can grow, we don't have any excuse to say whether we have it or not. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. So if these things can work here, then we need to start planning for it now. Okay. And uh, like, uh, like I said, okay, uh, it has been raining and um, we had some schools have a meeting this morning, particularly about the coffee farming. And they are doing a large, great, great job for the farming. So, but... Because they are experts in those farming. Okay, for me, I'm a rooster and I, I can do all, maybe study what I can study. But I have to align myself with them. Okay, how can we achieve this thing? So we need to harmonize ourselves and say, okay, 
we can achieve this thing, we can work on this. So the advantage we have now, it can grow. Mm. So how can we work towards the growing part of it? That's as simple as that. Mm. Where it cannot grow and where we need to put artificial stuff or anything, that is where the problem comes. But this thing grows naturally and we have no excuse. Yeah. To like um, sit back and say uh, we can make it. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. And you talked a little bit earlier about having a background in mechanical engineering. So, how did you find yourself as a coffee roaster? Yeah. Well, uh, I think um, my story. It's very, very well. I. My story, it's a story that somehow, uh, it's a matter of, it's, it's all about question. It's about question, it's about purpose, it's about understanding what you want in life. Uh, like, uh, uh, my background was in mechanical engineering. At some point, I was reading the mechanical engineering school. I never knew some, some formulas that were very crazy. I was like, wow, can I ever see this formulas in Nigeria or eventual? <laughs> So they were not really realistic to me. And um, well, I had to study and just to find a way out of the school. And But there was a question about uh, what do I want to do in life? That was just it. My parents were civil servants. And for me, I never see myself to be a civil servant. I told myself I don't want to be a civil servant because you just work for government and uh, it's just you work, you work, you get tired. Sometimes when you... Uh, you you finish your graduate, your pension, you don't even pay, you're just so messed up. And for me, saying that kind of like, uh, lifestyle, that kind of that uh, people around me who have gone introduced dilemmas in life, and even some, uh, they are not able to get what they have worked for and they passed away. And so it was a life-changing thing for me to sit down and say, okay, why do I want to do this? I had a mechanical engineer. I had passion in because I started from technical school. From technical school, I went to the polytechnic, and I, I have my uh, uh, my my degree in uh, mechanical engineering, power and plants. But for the for for it was a uh, I had passion to wanted to do things with my hands, and um, really want to do things with my hands. And I read that mechanical engineering, and I. Uh, I think I traveled out of the country. I was in Brazil working in a cassava processing plant. Came back home here. There was nothing to do. The only best option was to go and look for a job with the government. And I have told myself that I never wanted something like that to do with the government. I just want to create something, create value. Create value. Something that even well, uh, I have done my own part on this earth by creating something that someone has not created. I cannot strive to be the first, but I can strive to be the best. So that value was something I wanted to do in life, and I was able to achieve it. So the first time I knew it was very, not very, very rosy, and um, it's so tiring, and uh, not even tired, tiring, and it's so very, uh, very, very hard. It was so very, very hard. But for you, just for for me, it was the mindset of I can win, I can do it was just what kept me going. I knew that at some time, at some time I, I walked, I sleep in the office, I sleep in the factory just to take advantage of how light was in the factory. Just And when I get back home, my dad will ask me two, two, three. This, I used to stay in this house, yes, but <laughs> uh, it's so, yeah, it gets tough. So, do you know the story that uh, maybe I will tell someone, it's not just for the fact that I wanted to make money by football, or understanding that um, we're all here, we met here, we're all here this earth to create and to create value mm. uh, to people and to better our society, to better our country, to better our families. So how, how all these things started was the decision that I have chose 25 years back. Mm. And uh, I've seen how it has been successful and changing my perception about family and about how you want to raise children, how do you want to become a great example to your society was something that I always had passion. Because as Africans, we can just be believing and just keep on saying that, okay, uh, like uh, Africa is always Africa. There's nothing happening in Africa. Isn't that we have to change Africa? Mm. We have to make our own Africa today. And that's why I'm so happy 
when I eat pea's meal, he doesn't give me well, which I eat the pea very well, but I'm just so happy because I was able to create a job. I was able to create opportunities for people who work under me mm. and to just be able to give them, put some food on their tables. And I think it's a good one. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that's important. No, um, that's, that's really interesting because, um, I think generally people want that independence, but they're not exactly sure how to go about it. And yours particularly was through coffee, but can you speak a little bit to those people who are trying to get out and do something and create, um, wealth for themselves or create a job for themselves uh, that's independent of anything else. I guess what would be your three-step or five-step process uh, or checklist for people who are trying to do that? Yeah, well, uh, we're all different, but uh, those are the, maybe the little steps. That, these are some of the steps that I can really like encourage. And I know it might sound very mean to some people because the truth, man is just someone that loves himself. And um, like I always remember my mom would always say, when you humble yourself, you get exalted. And um, that was the first time I've ever learned about life. Try to humble myself, do what I need to do, not looking at what the crowd or what people will see. But as far as what you're doing, you know, you're doing that, it's doing, you're doing a great job. Just focus on it. Uh, just focus on it. Um, try and learn from people. If people can be mean to you, that doesn't mean because they hate you. Or sometimes they have to just tell you, oh, dude, you have to follow this path. You have to learn. And like I always say, I wish, uh, like, um, I'm a very, very good observant. I always take advantage of things I see, new things. I try to photocopy them in my mind and just like, okay, this thing is done like this. How can I do another better thing than this? Yeah. The world is just a more of a photocopying world where people see things and the, uh, then there's some certain questions again. I ask myself, uh, let's say the history of coffee started in Ethiopia. So if, uh, we have a history of Ethiopia, coffee starts from Ethiopia and today we roast coffee and coffee comes from the Europe and America and back to Africa again. Then it gives us a question to ask ourselves. Are we really actually maximizing the potentials of what those things we have here? You know, so it's a question of what do you want to do if you have it here? If you have those things here, naturally those things are here. It's a question for you to know that you have every right, every responsibility to take advantage of that thing. You'll be guilty when you don't take advantage of it, when someone will come and take, out, take advantage of it. And that's why maybe... <clears throat> My kind of uh, form of coffee, it's not just like the normal coffee. As I said, I'm not trying to be criticized about any kind of coffee, but I've said a lot of coffee, good foreign coffee. And I've seen difference where, why would this one taste different? Why would Kim's coffee taste different? Why would this one be premium coffee? I've seen these varieties where people score naturally. You do the scoring for me. So I believe that when you put your passion in what you want to do and people who are ready to change the change of time, to want to move away that fear. Face every fear you are afraid of. Uh, like, okay, the worst thing can ever happen to someone. Like, okay, for me, I always like facing my fears. Because in my fears, I learn things that, like, oh, wow, well, this thing scares me. Mm. So that means if this thing scares me, there's another way out. It might be negative and positive. The negative is very bad. But there's a positive thing about this thing. Hmm. I lost my dad. It was not that I lost my dad, but thank God my dad was my strength. Because he passed something that it was no wealth. I've never sat down to look at my dad's well or anything. But what I've learned from him was that his weakness were my strengths. Hmm. The decision. Maybe I don't have maybe make up my mind that I want to become a great entrepreneur. Hmm. So those are some of the strengths, some of some of the weaknesses I see in people. I turn them to be more, you know, motivating a, a strength on me. Mm. And the things that the unfaced, the unfaced fear 
Yeah. Yes. When I've been, like, when I have deals with people meeting or maybe we need to do some business, and somehow it messed me up. But I've learned from it because it's an experience. So what I want to advise to people, again, try and, again, grow organic. Uh, try and, try and grow gradually. Growing, like, don't just, like, because you are in need of money, you want to do a business, you must have the capital. The best capital is you. If you don't have that capital in you, you yourself, your business cannot strive because the truth is that at the end of the day, you end up like, what the hell am I doing? I have the money. What did I use the money for? Mm. Yes. So capital, it's you. Face your fears. Use weaknesses as strengths. Turn them to strengths. People might tell you it might be very, very mean, but... Sorry, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Yeah. I try to be keep relationships with relationships are very very good in business too. Yeah, good wow. relationships. Yeah. I mean, you've you've given a lot of really good information there. I think people have a, a great start. It's it's inspiring listening to you talk about the process. But two things I want to draw out on is you said humble yourself and. Uh, that's definitely this uh, biblical principle that we that we hear over and over again. It leads to great leadership and all of these things. Um, but as you were talking, it just made me think. Um, Elon Musk always talks about understanding the fundamental principles of whatever it is you're doing. And I think by humbling yourself, you're putting yourself on that very first foundational level yeah. where you understand yeah. deeply what you're trying to do. Um, and then the second thing you said is uh, you need to maximize and take advantage of the opportunities that are around you. So you yeah. looked at coffee and you saw that th- the idea of coffee started on the continent of Africa and was exported. So we have to figure out, hmm, maybe we can do it better if we have all of the resources here. So I think those yeah. are two really good things that you've drawn out that people can start with. Oftentimes people might have these grand ideas and they sort of reach really too far. And uh, I mean, entrepreneurship is difficult. And if you're reaching a little bit too far, it becomes very difficult to to achieve any sort of success. And again, like um, uh, I always see, I always look at uh, how like um, in businesses and what you're doing, your culture should play a very vital role in what you're doing because um, mm. I, I, I've, I've not been to Ethiopia, I've not been to Asia, but um, I've seen some of countries that who are into kind of uh, stuffs that, okay, let's say the cheese. I've not, I've not been to the UK, but I've seen how culture plays in their food and uh, like, okay, if you go to Spain, you only talk about spaghetti. If you want to go to the Asian, you talk about tea. Uh, if you want to go to... Um, uh, let's say where Ethiopia they roast their coffee locally and they do the tea. They have a tea culture. They have a coffee culture. Sorry, so uh, culture plays a very vital role too, and because that keeps our history or that keeps uh, our businesses to the next generation. This is how it was being made. And like I always say, one of the things that I have asked myself a deep question was that why was coffee given on on Africa? So, if coffee is given in Africa, why would we have to import coffee? If why is oil in Nigeria? Why do we need to export and import oil? Mm. The system is bad. The system is bad. So, we have this thing because there was a purpose and there was a plan for it. So, we have to work unless you're ready to correct that. And which a lot of entrepreneurs, we don't look at that. We just want to like oh, so terrible. <sighs> yeah. I can't continue because it's so annoying. Like when you see people just messing up the whole system and we're suffering and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because of that, actually, as a mechanical engineering, I don't use anything that has to do with electricity in my roast. Hmm. Whether it's light or there's no light, I don't bloody care. I want to roast I roost. Hmm. Now is the I mean, is that more beneficial? Is it more costly to your business? Well, 
for me, to be very frank and candid, if we were to look at um, the scale of uh, presence between if we were to use Nepalite and um, uh, that's the PHCN, mm-hmm. or to use maybe local um, local source of uh, roasting coffee, mm. I tend to prefer to use the local one because, um, um, you know, something that has been really handcrafted, it's more expensive, it's more premium, it's more in quality because you are giving your soul, your time, your energy. Hmm. There are ways that these forces actually align to what you're doing. Like, okay, my heart is in this thing. Okay, I don't need to like, okay, well, hmm, if I'm roasting coffee, maybe I need to do some maybe kind of a degree, like different type of coffee. That is, uh, the full pretty, that's which is the medium, the dark, the cinnamon roast, the all the kind of rules. Well, I can sit down because I have worked it locally and picked and did everything mm. by smell, by the way I carry it, I paint it on my hand, and by the way I look at it, how it pops. That should give me an idea that this is how the thing's supposed to be. I don't need anything machine to tell me that this is the this is, this is. man made the machine. Mm. So if you made the machine, you're the janitor, you're the creator of the the roasting, then you should be able to know that this is how you can get all these degrees. Mm-hmm. I had a sample of collection of coffee around the world, and I've just seen that everybody has a different roast. You can see Starbucks has a different kind of roast, the way they roast. You can see uh, Skull Coffee, uh, sorry, Deadwish Coffee. You can see coffee from uh, the Columbia. Everybody has a kind of different roast. The roast were, were not the full city that the medium with this uh, of Columbia, and let's the, um, with Starbucks, they don't even look alike. Yeah. So if we don't look alike, if we don't have a common ground that we know that we can have a line that this particular one, so everybody's just doing on his own. Yeah. If we have a score or a definition that this is the parameter, how full city should look like, or maybe a medium rose or a dark rose, like let us synchronize all the world that this is how, then we will now know that this is what we have. Ethiopian coffee, Rwanda, Kenya coffee, all these ones, they are every, every person is different. But I think again that what matters again is the taste. What matters again, what kind of beans are you getting? Are they genuine? What are the qualities? Are they uh, GMO beans, genetic modified beans, or are they real natural coffee beans? Organically grown. So those are some of the things that again you need to ask yourself. You look at it. Yeah. For me, I stand with standards. I use standards. I mm. don't use white fertilizer. I don't promote that. Yeah. There are a lot of cow dung we can put on our farms. Mm. So I think those are some of the things that for me I really advocate, and I don't use. Like I don't want me to say more of my secret, but I stand. I stand with premium, I stand with standards, I stand with the best. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's 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 good to hear. I think um there's something about doing things the right way. Um yeah. you don't have to you're you're sort of unapologetic about what you're doing if you're doing it the right way the first time. That's something my father would always tell me. Um and one of the things I want to know about is, uh, it seems like you're at a place right now where you understand what you're doing, but there must have been a learning curve coming from, um, the mechanical engineering background. But I want to know how you started Kim's Coffee. Did you have investments from people? What was that process like? Yeah. Well, the investment I have was, first of all, was me, myself, um, and to, um, I give glory to God for uh, the start I have, and um, and the passion for me personally. That I, the passion, right? And um, again, I've never had any. I've never brewed. At some point, I was even scared of growing money from people because um, I I always have I always have this thing that uh, uh, I've learned from the from my previous uh, businesses. I, mean, I need to think of how to make money, not to think of borrowing money. And there are times that as an entrepreneur, there are times where you can actually borrow money if this family and friends they can borrow help you. 
in that part before you cannot externally go out if there's a need for you for that. So for me, uh, I always wanted to particularize things and see how it's being done. I can do things almost like 10 to 20 times. If it's coffee, I can do it. I keep on doing it just to understand it. Okay, uh, just to understand it. Like today I was talking about, I was reading about, uh, okay, I won't read it naturally. I've just been thinking about green coffee, that uh, cryogenic um, acid that helps to burn parts. And again, I was like, well, how can I make them into capsules? Like, you understand, just to like play around. For me, that was just it. I want to play. I want to play. I want to play with my business. Not to play that you just want to play and just throw it away. But you want to play and just like, you can wake me at any time and I can talk to you. So for investment, really, it was not something for me at that moment. The first time I've started to really invest was to play with it where I need to travel. I need to travel just to play with it, see farms, imagine things. Okay. Understanding coffee, understanding things about, I just need to, I want to learn. Let me have a free will to fly and learn. So I didn't start with anything. I, I think the 2017 when I started, I started with, um, I think one of the things that really helped me was that um, for me, people saw passion in it. People saw passion in me. At some point when I go to someone's farm, I don't have money. I don't have any time on me, but they were like, wow, why are you so passionate about this thing? This thing is, doesn't make sense. Why do you want to come and uh, negotiate about a farm with us when you, like I do it which deep inside I knew it I had no farm I had no money but I was trying to like okay tell them I can manage your farm then when you close we can share whatever the profit is you might have some I can have some but I can manage your farm so people just saw that in first and started like okay okay you can just take this coffee you can just take this coffee I knew I started with 5,000 around but um, I started with 5,000 around to transport myself and at the same time again to, okay, okay. When someone just gave me a lot of coffee and I just see this coffee is really good or bad, I was okay, you can have this, just keep this with yourself. Wow. So I do that because the next time when I come back again, they can be very loyal and then, okay, I want to get this thing from you. So I thought it was 5,000 euro. Then I think till January, January till um, the middle of the year, I think I grew up to like almost 600,000. So I grew almost like 600,000. At some point, I was out of coffee. I was out of coffee. It was very, very frustrating. People have to call to my house and like, okay, there was a trade fair. It's the people drank coffee. There was this coffee everywhere. Everybody was King's coffee, King's coffee. So people would now come just to come and have a few of the coffee. That day, that day, I saw the coffee. I came back home. I couldn't go back. It was a one-week program. I couldn't go back. That I had no coffee. I sold all my coffee. So, but, well, it has to make me, okay, I was making more good relationship with people, uh, people in high places, but some, and understanding that, okay, yes, keeping that relationship is always good, but at the same time, again, I need to keep my business running, so, so I have to start moving around, entering taxis, go to this, to this, to the village, talk to them about coffee, and, even when I don't even get anything, I'm not very happy coming back home empty. But for the fact, just to keep them, keep them very close to me was something that I was really investing my time in on people because people are the best investments you can ever have. So that's how I grew my business from 5,000 to, so I think up there about we did almost like 600,000. Then we came, uh, we started from a humble beginning inside my wife's, uh, I have a kitchen. I started from my mom's house, her kitchen. I left, I got a house. I started from my kitchen again. Yes, I started from my kitchen. It's not funny because you, you have to list up your, the list of your priorities. Okay, I was supposed to get a place where I can set up the factory and somehow they didn't give it to me. The government came. So, so that was how I grew my business gradually. I thought it was sustaining me in my business. The business has been sustaining itself, and at the same time, again, has been sustaining me and my family. And uh, we're growing. Actually, we're really, really growing in terms of money, tree wise, in terms of relationship, in terms of internationally. People have other coffee from Kim's Coffee. And, wow, we love it. We love the experience. Hmm. So, hmm. I think that's good. Nice, nice. And, uh, I mean, we could go on and on. I mean, you 
are this fountain of knowledge. And I think a lot of people listening will uh, be taking notes and gaining a lot from it. But we, we've learned about the business and the process, but we want to know a little bit more about you as an entrepreneur. So what fires you up in the morning? What is your morning routine and why is that routine important to you? Well, 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 that's a, ah, well, well, I think my morning routine mostly, uh, well, like this morning I woke up around four. I just feel like doing something with coffee. Uh, just feel like just holding or maybe touch coffee and, um, uh, so these are some of the things that, like, okay, you have a mind, your mind is somewhere else. And sometimes I even like, question myself, why am I behaving like this? Like, it's stressing that with me of this coffee. Not to drink coffee, but just to do something. I just want to do what I want to do with what I'm doing. Even though I've not seen that only on coffee in my first company. So, like I told you, I was sleeping in the, in the factory just to take the advantage of life. And um, so it was just something that, if you already said where your heart is, that's where it, no, is it where your heart is, that's where the gold is or something like that. This what in the Bible that says that. But um I think what keeps me that early morning is just that sometimes I sleep, I dream about coffee, I wake up, I dream about I I I walk with coffee. And um like I told you, I can sometimes just love myself at home. Experiment experimenting about coffee. Like I said, I love my business. I do my business. So things that really stole me, makes me very, very happy with that. I love what I'm doing. And as I said, the best thing is the capital with you. You can have the money. I would like to you. That will make sense for you. If you don't have the passion. And as I'm growing now, I just think that um, I'll be able to impact many people who have come across me or who have had my message and to see that it's possible. And the sad thing is that um, I always, one of the things that always keep me going is that maybe if I have this bunch of knowledge, at the end of the day, I don't use it when I get down to the grave and um, somehow maybe the talents will ask me a question. And God gave us to you, but you didn't utilize us very well. And look at you now, you're inside the grave. So what help? So it's a matter of questions deep questions you ask yourself. It really scares me when I die and I cannot utilize what I have here on earth to bless people. And uh, I feel so sorry about myself about that. Mm. And I don't want that experience to catch up with me. Yeah. Hmm. And so one part is the passion. And I I think we can say unequivocally that you have that passion for your business. But another part is being able to generate income for yourself. So can you share some ways, uh, if there are any outside of uh, Kim's Coffee, that you generate income for yourself? Yeah. Uh, okay. I thought from Kim's Coffee, my first company, I mean, to um, this green, they call it um, Funio, uh, I mean, so we have a, I have a partnership with a friend and a brother, Omar, and um, we're into the Acha. So I think that was where I started my um, first business as a as friend. This is four years. It's running and it's, it's very good. So then, um, um, secondly, again, um, we were, it's, it's running, then Kim's Coffee came. Because um, I don't always like seeing things being wasted around me. I, I feel, always feel guilty. Why would you just waste something like this? You invested a lot of money on this, and people now are cutting down their trees. For five years, you can imagine the long time they have put this into group. You're cutting down their trees. And uh, so um, I generate my income from what I'm getting from Symphonio. That's my actual company. But... Um, um, actually, I maybe I have some stakes on there, my equities and my company, and as it's growing, at least we have some good investors now, which we think we're right now to invite some investors because we have at least we have known the technicality and and even the company. Then I was the technical director, um, and it has to do with the machine, the production, and because I was so passionate, like I said, I was taking the company, so I really put myself just to master one thing. 
and uh, somehow it's blessing me, it's paying me. Uh, but Kim's coffee too, because of um, coffee. It's coffee more advanced, more international than uh, Acha. So a lot of you don't really know about Acha. It's part of Africa, West Africa, yes. But it's getting to know around the world. So now, maybe later on, that will pay me more. But for coffee now, like really coffee sells more. And right now, that we're into a rainy season period now, a lot of orders. You can see orders, um, both in the U.S. Embassy. Uh, so those, those are some of our... Uh, uh, people who order coffee from us, and um, hmm. then some copies in Lagos, Abuja, and um, then some people again somehow that maybe through social media they want to order Kim's coffee all the way from New York. Then um, yeah, well, then in Scotland, Germany, and uh, South Korea. I think these are places that actually the coffee has been so nice to too. Wow. Uh, so yeah. Nice. And so what is the long-term plan for Kim's Coffee? Well, the long-term plan for Kim's Coffee is, um, a long-term plan for Kim's Coffee is, uh, to be very frank, is to become a, um, an indigenous uh, premium coffee grown and, uh, well, uh, good practice, good standard practice will be practiced, uh, and the fact in, in the industry, like good practice, because one of the major problems that we're scared of, like, um, it's, um, maybe, um, I don't think that would be very proper for me to tell you on the air, but it's just that, um, one of the things we're very, we're scared of is like, uh, people come to, um, um, come up with seeds that they are GMOs and, uh, at the end of the day, because, uh, they alter our taste, they alter our quality. So our long-term goal is uh, to work with standards, premium standards, and that's what we've been talking in our whole, um, the whole space, the coffee associations, to maintain a standard, a standard that's what the kind of coffee we're going to give out to the world is the best uh, premium coffee. And actually, uh, this is a Blue Mountain Arabica coffee. We grew here on the plateau, and we want to maintain that. And... Um, so a long-term goal we're doing is to be a very, very, um, be, a, be a very good uh, social, um, to become a very good social enterprise where we are open for every investment, every investor who is coming that has our dream and, and who are very honest in doing deals and doing business. Our arms are wide open for them so that we can all go together. Like always, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's all about people around us. Like the effects, let the ripple effects affect everybody. So, so that's what we were looking out for for the mm. long time. Nice, nice. We're open for investors, we're open up for advisors who want to learn because if learning was not something I've learned in life, I wouldn't have been where I am today. So I know that learning is very important. Hmm. And of course, being an entrepreneur, you experience high points, but you also experience low points. So I want you to take us, take the listeners to one of those low points that you experienced with Kim's Coffee and talk about the difficulty and essentially a, a time where you weren't really sure that you could continue doing Kim's Coffee. Uh, can you take us to that moment? Okay, the low points where I had in Kim's coffee was that um, I could remember vividly um, I never had a rooster and I've been roasting with my hands and barely, man, my hands would get burned, like the smokes, like gets my hands burned. And sometimes when you keep on staring and um, you're roasting, uh, your hands get tired and stuff like that. So that was you know, one of the, uh, the challenges again. And secondly, again, um, if you're working with people who have don't do, don't have the same likements like you, it's always difficult for you. So you have to play a good role of leadership. Try to tell them this is what I want. It's mm. not your own way. It's my own way because I'm the boss. This is what I want. Mm. But sometimes when you have people who are not really passionate about what you do, when you just give them a space, when you come back, it's just a mess. Yeah. And such people, I actually like score them and see if you're not, I just put you aside. I'm so sorry. I can walk with you. 
because you're not driving mine, you're not driving me. I'm going to drive you by pay, I'm going to drive you by let's work together. But when you can't have those um, thoughts for me too, I don't think we can work together. So those are some of the little points. Then points again where you have the um, talk with people, like particularly with the farmers, some of them, because they are, they are not so reliable that you can actually rely on them. If you're trying to bring something very good for them, but they're just looking at what can they get easily, what can they get easily. Mm-hmm. They don't have what it means to have patience. You understand? They don't know, okay, is this person for good or for bad? At the end of the day, when they, you have a deal with them, they locked themselves up, and at the end of the day, um, they start coming back to you. Like recently, I ordered coffee from a farm, so I went there to pick up the coffee to see myself. Actually, I stopped seeing someone, but I said, let me just go. So unfortunately, when I got there, the mistake I saw was that was so terrible. These are very old people that they are into this thing, but okay, let me just check under the coffee. What would I say after the app already all I've already done everything? It was a very bad coffee on that, and the top was a good coffee. So, wow, what this nonsense. After paying all this money, do you think I cut? Do you think I do plug the money? I don't also plug the money. So, <laughs> this is money that I worked for. So, I can't take this. So, unfortunate. And these are all people that you have to give them the respect. But why are they treating you like this? Why are they doing business like this? Mm. So, I had to, like, either give you a time to return back my money or give them my money at that moment. But I knew they never had any money at that moment because they have used the money. And they're giving you trash. So you have to either teach them the hard way. You commit them to the policeman, the security man, okay, how they can be dealt with. They either give you time they can reform back the money. So I give them like two weeks. Hmm. When I give them by two weeks, when I went back again, okay, how far? He called me actually. That do you know we don't want to spoil our relationship with you? I said, your first impression gave me a reason to come back to you because I want to get coffee from you. You give me good standard. And I told you, that is my standard. I don't go below that. Hmm. So if you can't give me standards, don't you promise me that you can give me standards. Hmm. So when I go back, they were giving me this. So you have to beg me, okay, well, please be patient. We're going to give you your standard. So you have to learn that hard way. Those are some of the downfalls that sometimes when in business, you just have to forget about friendship or forget about rest or anything. Let's do business, let's do business. When it comes to the other side, let's respect ourselves. Mm. So you have pe- you have issues with people about that. And they are natural, they are people. But you don't give them that long rule because they are people and they just love your business. Mm. So there are some of the issues I have with people. People are the worst people you can actually manage. Mm. Keep on changing like they can change forever. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And well, on the flip side, we want to talk about one of those moments where everything seemed to just be clicking for you. You felt like this is exactly what you need to be doing. Can you take us to one of those moments? I'm sure there are many, but just one. Well, one of the moments that I feel like King's Coffee was, um, was the thing was that, um, well, uh, I'm a, I'm a person of faith and I believe, um, I think um, when uh, my first company was running, I think we had a kind of, um, I like always say business is a learning ground. Life is just a learning ground. You learn. If only you're a fool, you don't learn. So we had kind of like a small dispute between me and my partner. And for me, I was ready to step down because to be very frank, I'm not trying to be more uh, of all my friends. But okay, dude. And be having these back and forth issues, back and forth issues and that. Uh, I'm tired, mm. so, and I need to take responsibility. I lost my dad, and um, my mom barely now. My mom, she's out of work. She's already retired. I have a keeper, so I need to step on my game. So uh, I I knew that like 10 years back, I was roasting coffee for my father. And then recently, last year, I felt that, okay, it came out of the rain and it's something that I need to go into coffee. And um, so I picked interest into coffee. So I never knew that those 10 years back, you know, I was rehabbing about roasting, was ready for me to go into coffee. So suddenly when I got into coffee, the mistakes I've learned in my own previous business, 
was something that I had to really work on myself just to keep this one floating very well. So getting to understand relationships about people, getting to do the best practice to do. You're unique, you're exclusive, you're just dear, you're you're beautiful. Those are some of the cops that are, those are some of the standards I've seen, how places where things have been clicking. Oh, we love your packaging. For me, for the fact that I wanted to use a biodegradable, I want to abstain anything from the leather. So people were like, okay, wow, we love your, because of the pouch, I just want to buy this. So I'll tell them, okay, wow, you like the pouch. You can put your earrings for women. You can, for guys, you can put your scrabbles. Uh, you can put your scrabbles, uh, uh, what we call self. You can call it, you can put any of the things you can put inside the pouch, but you always keep on reminding you, my king's coffee is up, so I need to buy more. So just trying to be very crafty and be very unique and um, uh, be exclusive. That was just how I positioned myself in my business. Yes. Nice. And I think that's a perfect time for us to get into the rapid fire round. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, what, if anything, would you say was initially stopping you from taking the step to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, 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 well. Oh, well. Okay, one of the steps that really helped me was that, uh, that I took that step was that the fact that um, was purpose, still, I still call, call down to purpose because uh, I think at the age of 25 years old, when I was in school, that was where I made almost like 2.5 million era. I did a business. Mm. I was in school and it so I was like, wow, even if I make this money at this short time. And the guy that paid me actually was really gave me a warning about, uh, I should never buy a car. I should want to invest this money in, uh, in stocks, get lands and stuff like that. So he really sharpened, sharpened my mind towards how money could actually be managed very well. And um, so, you know, it's really, I think that was the first breakthrough in my life that um, that helped me. And that's where, right now, where I am today, I'm growing because of that kind of that, um, that tutoring that was being, that I was privileged to have. And uh, then it kind of, uh, Life that I choose to see and the kind of environment, the kind of home I came up with. Like I said, my parents, uh, they were all civil servants and I never liked it. So hmm. that was what made me to go into business because I saw what I was doing with my and I was selling. So, and I was making good relationships with people. So nice. I think that was where my calling was. Yeah. And what would you say is your superpower as an entrepreneur? My superpower about as an entrepreneur is um, the act of learning, being patient. Patience is everything in anything about life. If you're not patient, power, forget about power. Patience comes before you get power because when you're patient, there's some certain things that naturally come to you and you have the power. I was patient enough. One of my hobbies that I love doing was painting oil on canvas, but I noticed that it takes me a very longer time. I don't have to stretch my back, my neck, and stuff. But the art for you being patient, coming down, just to know that life has its own stages. And you just have to follow the stage that has to stay. So patience was one of the virtues I was able to develop. Okay. And um, to develop and to observe and to grow in it. So patient is one, you know, a lot, there are many, there are many, so many. Or patient is one, humility, like I still said again. Then, um, then just the crowd mentality, don't forget the crowd mentality, don't like those who in the crowd mentality. When people are moving that way, I'm way different, and it's almost what. And the thing that I really encourage myself was that if I start something, I must finish it. That's just it. I can't live in 99. I must finish it 100%. So that really encouraged me to. So. Nice. And what is one quality that you need to improve on most? Yeah, one of the 
Okay, uh, one of the qualities I really need to improve for myself is that, um, okay, actually uh, I have an accountant that always helps me to look at my books and um, to look at my books and and again for me to, for the fact that um, uh, sometimes she gives us now around so I need to do that and um uh, I'm trying to like really build myself on that, and I'm seeing myself how even sometimes I do hold my take my coffee for supply, and I carry my books and or can eat my invoice or my cash receipt, whatever it is. And people are like, well, we like your business. You move around with your books. You move here just to keep records. I want to keep records. So that's something I really need to improve myself. And again, um. um I think I do other things that I really, have. I really want to improve myself, my bookkeeping. Yes, my bookkeeping. It's something I really need to work on. But I'm doing good in my books too because my account is tiring, really trying to like have records, expenditures, keep receipts, proper bookkeeping. Just to, you know, here in Africa, we don't have that. We just only buy and sell and we just don't, we don't, whatever we're doing, we're not doing. We don't have that culture very well here. But something that I've been learning, and that's really been helping me yeah, to know that I'm doing good, I'm growing. Nice, nice. And what is one of the best pieces of advice you've received, and who is it from? Oh, my best advice I've ever received, which was not really a best advice, but I, for me at that moment, I felt that the person never loved me, never liked me. Uh, I could remember then... Um, my dad was um that's a graphic designer. I think he was a graphic designer. So um I can remember maybe sometimes when we asleep and he has a job or a contract or something like that, he comes and he looks up, okay, come on, cut this cancel for me. You guys should do this thing for me, do this thing for me. So we thought that well, why would you be waking us around that time to come and do this? But actually when we do it, he pays us and um uh, it really, it really that didn't seem like it was really cool. But now I could say it like it's really happening in my own business today. I'm the one like, okay, I like crafting my stuffs. Or like if I'm going to do design on my pouches, I use maybe natural things. I know that even the pouch itself, I can use it to do the design on it. And now I use my handcraft. So I wanted to do things like hand. This is my hand. This is my work. This is what God has blessed me with. This is how I can express it. And I've seen super brands where the, 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 the actually use their hands to do everything. Like if you look at Rolls Royce, Rolls Royce has to like everything about weldering, soldiering, anything about it has to be handcrafted and everything. So uh, those were some of the moments I've seen. And I've seen where sometimes, again, sometimes I think one point of my uncle that, man, the first day when I asked him money, he shouted at me, you're like go on and walk, go on and walk, go on and walk. But at the end of the day, I know some reason why he was trying to make me to understand that when you walk, when you sweat for it, there's a value and there's a blessing that you can attach to it. You know, you'll be happy you've done this with yourself. Yeah. Okay. And what is one internet resource or application you couldn't live without? Wow. I think uh, the internet has been a very, very helpful to, uh, helpful to particularly, let's say, the, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Google, Google, I love Google so much. And um, uh, I love like researching, like maybe sometimes I research and um, I read. And um, I think that's one of the uh, uh, the internet. Like, mm. uh, yeah, then I love um, uh, watching like um, business news. I like reading business papers. Yeah, I like uh, uh, documentary channels. Okay. Something that I can like, uh, yeah, like uh, one of my inspiring uh, uh, documentaries, some of the inspiring documentaries, like The Men Who Build America, Vanderbilt, Rockefeller, Cadney, J.P. Morgan. So these are people like, yeah, kind of like people just look at them, oh, well, yeah, they still, but for me, they really make sense then because you can see power, you can see politics, you can see entrepreneurship, you can see a mind, they had a good mind, or you can see, so those are some of the things that 
I really sit down, I watch and pick interesting things in it so that um, to build me up to ginger me and read about um, Alan Mox too. Uh, and reading about people who always believe like it's not impossible, but it's possible. Everything on the set is possible. Mm. Yeah. So. Nice. Nice. And uh, to close out the rapid fire round, do you feel like you've made it yet? Wow. 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 I have not made it yet. I'm still on the path because, uh, like I said something, it's not about me. It's about the people around me. It's about my society. It's about my... So I always have this thing that's in mind about generational wealth. I understand what it means. And um, you know more better if, I sh- if I'm telling you this, like from where I'm coming up from. And uh, I really want to pass generational wealth to my people or even the coffee farmers that we're farming, they're doing, putting themselves in the rain, or just trying to pound and just have a better life of that. And um, uh, re-educate their children in schools and um, have a good life. You understand? Habits that they are very bad habits that they have been battling with. We won't see how they can actually break it and um, turn into positive habits. You understand, and they can make good money and to sustain their families and their lives too. Because that's one of my major goals too. Is like I can't force anybody to live the kind of life I want them to live, but at the same time, again, we are more of caring, and we just want to see how how can we impact these people, not by just giving them money, but socially, responsibly, physically, and those things are part of the elements that we want to introduce. So it's not about me. Life is not about me. It's about people around me, my family, my wife, my my brother, my whoever around me. Like even for you, too. because when he hits me or when he hits you, a good one, we all laugh together. We all enjoy. And um, so I think that's how me I look at life because of the social responsibility. That's okay, and because you're given this, that doesn't mean because you have it all alone. You have to impact people and that's why you have it because you could be the best manager to handle it nice well uh, that, that concludes the rapid fire round i think that we got some some great answers from you uh and as we cool down um what is one book in general that you've read that you would recommend to the bandits wow wow wow, wow. one book I think uh, one of the books I've read was Outliers. Then I read about, um, well, I read about um, uh, Procrastination by Brian Tracy, Richard Porter. Um, mm. uh, the Bible, too, was my great inspiration, too. Yeah, because in that way, that's where I understand about talent and sit so into, like, okay, the people who have five talents bury them, the ones that need to you get mm. uh, need to multiply. So yeah. yeah. So the Bible too is a very, very good inspiration to me about general about life and the humility that I need to build myself in. And trying to do a very clean business, no cheating, just to avoid things that can be very bad to the other person. I like a fair and fair deal. And we've talked a little bit about some of the advice that you've gotten, but um, what advice could you offer to some of the people listening that are really afraid to take that next step into entrepreneurship that they know they should? So first of all, I think you just look at what you, uh, what's your passion, what you like doing, and what you like doing is it around you. Because as a business person, someone can like who I uh, can say, say, okay, I'm in Lagos, but I like doing, making coffee. I want to process coffee, but you have coffee in Lagos. No, you don't have coffee in Lagos. So why do you want to do the business? You look at all the options. So what do you want to do? That's the first question. Who are you? Do I have the driving force? Whether with or without money for the first two years or three years, 
but I still have the energy to still run this thing. Mm. What do I want to play? What's my, what's your hobby? What's just that? Just find that suit, suitable space, that point that you just want to just be happy with what you're doing. I think that's the first thing. That's the first thing I always advise. You ask yourself, or when you get to yourself, when you ask yourself. Then the second again is like, I don't I like strat race. People always follow the crowd, unfollow what because this person is doing this, this person is doing this, this person is doing this, all of this thing. No. Uh, I want to do what somebody has not done. I want to do what someone, one person has done, but I want to improve more far better than what he has done. I think those are chances that where I see myself, or maybe I want to advise people to go towards, towards that direction. And believe me, everything is possible. Everything is possible. The Bible said, I created you, that you even do more far better than what I've done. So it's possible that... If you want to be the richest man you will ever be, Danguti today, if you look at his story, he never had a very wonderful time in his life. The first four, I think, uh, the time he started his business, but today we are celebrating him as one of the first black African man in, in the world, the richest man in the world, the, the black African richest man in the world. So he had a rough start, yes, but the focus he had was what made him. So I really get inspired by people where they started out of nothing, but today they are idea. Then the fourth one, the humility. You just have to humble yourself. If you want to learn, you want to grow, humble yourself. Just humble yourself. Introduce yourself to learning. Then always love people. Like I, I'm a more of an introvert then. I always quiet, get quiet, just sit down. But because of business now, business has made me to always open my teeth and laugh. Oh, wow. All I'm thinking about is your money. So how much are you going to pay for my goods at the end of the day? Always be very, very fair. Fair to fair deals. Don't we always be too overgreedy because you just want to have to. So those are some of the things that actually have been keeping me very healthy in my relationship in business and with people and the society at large. Hmm. Nice. And I think that's that's definitely good advice for people looking to get into business. It's putting it into very practical steps, and that's 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 very helpful. Um, and. Unfortunately, we're reaching that point where we have to say goodbye. So can you uh, let the people listening know how they can connect with you, whether it's through email, social media, website, all of that? Okay, okay. On social media, uh, and, um, actually, for now, we are really working on, uh, we just started our website. and uh, So it's not yet out. So I'm actually giving you the website so that you guys can just see what we're doing. But um, on the on our email is uh, uh, kimscoffee24 at gmail.com, kimscoffee24 at gmail.com, K-I-M-S-C-O-F-F-E-E-24 at gmail.com. That's for our email. Okay, and then on our, on our, our Twitter page, it's um Kim's Coffee at Kim's Coffee at Kim's Coffee K I M S C O Double F E E S That's at Kim's Coffee. So the same on our Facebook page too. You can always see that still on our Facebook Facebook page too. Nice. And f- and for everyone listening, uh, we'll have a page for Kim's Coffee on the Knowledge Bandits website. So please check that out. Mm. And yeah. so you can actually like, you can actually see some options of Kim's Coffee because I'm not the only one there. But you can always see Kim's Coffee there. That's K I M S C O F E E S Kim's Coffee. Nice. Nice. And as we leave, I leave with the final question. So you're tasked with building the greatest business the world has ever seen. You can bring on any two people, living or dead. Who would you bring on and what would you do? Wow. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. 
I think Bobo was a great first person. One of the person I'll bring it to my dad because uh, I think he tends to play more. Uh, it was this day I was actually wishing, I wish you could have just printed this thing for me. You know, just don't do the graphic design for me. And, and again, like I said from my first time story when I was saying, I was saying it was my tester. So I would have actually bring him back to life. Then, um, ah, or someone like, um, Warren Buffett, just to, just to have that, um, um, elderly advice and experience advice, someone has gone into this for a very long time in his life and get to learn some of those strict secrets that um, for some of us, we young entrepreneurs that were growing, you know, we're not able to know some of them, get to know some of those things. Nice. Well, there you have it. You have Dung's dad, Warren Buffett, and Dung. That's the all-star team. Nice. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on and learning about Kim's Coffee. I appreciated our time together, and I'm sure the bandits appreciate it as well. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Stay inspired. Hey, if you're still there, thanks for listening. If you like the show, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Handle is Knowledge Bandits Everywhere. We have closed sessions lined up with some of the entrepreneurs that we've already interviewed. So if you have questions that weren't answered during the show, you'll have a chance to connect with them during these closed sessions. Just go to the Knowledge Bandits website at knowledgebandits.com and sign up for the newsletter on the contact page. If you or someone you know has a business, we'd love to share your story with the Knowledge Bandits community. Just send an email to interview at knowledgebandits.com. If you have a question for me or you want to connect with any of the guests so far, send an email to me personally at arum at knowledgebandits.com. Stay inspired.